Oh my gosh. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerability Time, episode three. We, first off, I am just so grateful and belated to the, thank y'all so much for y'all's support. I will not stop thanking y'all. So get prepared. Um, as well as the special guests, I will not stop thanking them. Thank y'all so much for, oh, just being vulnerable to share your stories and your journeys. Um, speaking, oof, sorry, I'm burping. Callie, I'm burping. Speaking oh. of special guests, we have a special guest, Queen Callie. Callie, hey. Hello. <laughs> Queen, tell us a little bit about you. I know you just moved to a different state, right? Yes, I'm from Texas. I graduated from PT school this year. So first time being done with school in my life. So what's PT school for? Oh, sorry. Physical therapy. Oh, fabulous. So entering into my first big girl job, um, wanted to leave Texas, kind of explore something different, love nature. So somehow ended up in San Clemente, California and working as a physical therapist here. I work with kids and adults, mostly like high school athletes for the adults and then children. Mm -hmm. That's pretty interesting and ironic because I'm sure you've heard there's a lot of Californians going to Texas. Yes. So I think it's pretty ironic and cool that you're- It makes sense. I'm here and I'm like paying the bills and I'm like, yeah, I can can see why. But I think Texas, again, is a great family and friendly place. You save a lot of money, but- I don't have a family there, so right. I'm just trying to spend, if I'm going to have any time in my life to spend a little bit more for the experience, yes. now is the time. Yes, because we can get money back. We cannot get time back. Yes. We yes. cannot get time back. Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks, Queen. So before we get into our topics of can we ever find love? loneliness and belonging um i do want to know though like what got you interested in the physical therapist route Ooh, Ooh. i have always wanted to do overseas missions shut up yes but i didn't want to fundraise i just struggled to ask people for money and so i wanted to pick a career that i can use so i feel like teaching English or the healthcare field is like the top two, like easiest ways to like be accepted by countries. I mean, they always need yeah. more healthcare workers. Yes. So kind of start exploring the path in high school, thought I want to be a nurse at first. So I was in, in hospitals working as a certified nurse aide and then decided that nursing wasn't for me. Right. And then uh, my instructor, it's like a high school course. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my instructor was like, Hey, why don't you follow this physical therapist around? And so followed a physical therapist around. Um, I didn't love it at first, but I didn't mind it either. I was kind right, of like, right. Oh, they move, they do this. Like, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like it's better than nursing for me. Nursing's a great job. I just, it's not right. right. Just yes. Right. So I was like, I, I, I can see myself doing this more. Um, so, and I'm a planner. So like I plan my, have my 10 year plan. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to choose this path. It had great hours. If I wanted to raise a family one day, I can be able to work Mm. and be there for my kids. Um, Mm. If I stayed in the States, it pays like it's stable. 
pays decent. Right. Um, and then I can go overseas with if I wanted to. So <laughs> went around this route. And then I feel like I fell in love with my career the more I like learned about it throughout the years. Right. So, yeah. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. you gave it a try, you know, yeah. and you'll never know until you know. So, yeah, you know, exactly. nursing wasn't just wasn't for you. Not for me either. Trust. Oof. <laughs> yeah, definitely not for me. Um because I'm not about to read all those textbooks and then see people die. I just can't do it. Um, yes. Okay. So is there a specific country that you want to go to most? Not really. I That part has been undecided. I've always been more interested in like the Eastern side. Mm-hmm. So East Asia, Southeast Asia around there but i am open to wherever god yeah. calls me um hopefully i do have that figured out in the next couple of years my plan is to um stay in the states at least for like five plus years mm-hmm. just to become a good pt because if i yeah. do go to the eastern side of the world physical therapy is just not a developed field there so i most right. likely will be the like one of the few pts there so i want right, to be confident right. in what i do it's only fair to my patients um and yeah, learn from the people here. Yes. So you mentioned earlier that um, you don't have family here. Did you mean in Texas or did you mean just in the States in general? I, my parents and my brothers are all in Texas, but most of my extended family is in China. That and is then I have so no family cool. in California. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're yeah. like on your own. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm on my own here. It's really great. It's forcing me to really figure things out on my own yeah you just call dad who's like you know right there right right yeah yeah i'm so proud of you queen you're doing it thank you thank you yes yes i know in like episode one we had uh because i recorded episode one today um and we were talking about the conversation ended up you know being you know no one tells us about um moving out on your own it's just all glamorized and romanticized but no one tells us what you know about the isolation the loneliness the the struggle that does come along with it and what that actually looks like yes yeah oh yes so with that being said queen speaking of struggle and isolation i know that is one of our topics is like you know the field of loneliness um however um one that i really am excited to talk about is the um the ever finding love part so like what about that topic uh what drew you to that topic what does that mean to you what's your story with that for me i think it's it's a constant fear i think that most single people have for me it was always a fear of mine in terms of like i think the first person to or the first like guy to ever show interest or attraction to me at all was probably sophomore year of college so up until then like I just felt like no no guy liked me no guy was attracted to me um and everyone says like oh Kelly like they did they probably were just scared to tell you blah blah blah. but it's different like knowing versus not and so right and like 
when you're little and you're like with your girlfriends and they have girl talk and they go around and they share like all the guys in their lives they're like oh I broke up with this person oh this guy likes me but I don't like him or oh this guy we like each other or they just there was always someone to talk about Right. But then it would get to me. And I just, I literally had, I had no name mm-hmm. to bring up, like zero, nothing to talk about. I would just pass. And after, you know, like not having that for many, many years, you start to wonder like, right. will this ever happen? And I think you get so used to being single and not having someone like you that you can't even like imagine or fathom right. someone ever liking you. It's just like right. a foreign concept in my mind yeah. that like, it's an internalized yeah yeah so um I think that's always been kind of rooted of like oh like will someone ever like me will a guy ever like me and then after sophomore year of college um people did start showing interest but it just never really worked out um so you just the fear is still uh, now like I mean there's people showing me attention now but the fear of like it's it's I think it's still a a hard thing for me to picture, like something actually working out for me, where like something is mutual and like you can mm, actually be with that person and like like yeah. So it just yeah. it's it's hard for me to like imagine that that can like even happen just because it hasn't happened ever. I've never right. dated before in my life. Right. So right. I, again, like I just it just goes back to how when you haven't ever had it it's hard to imagine it yeah it happening at all and then you wonder will it ever happen right exactly you know honestly I'm like 100% in that boat with well let's be bougie 100% in that yacht with you (laughs) yes you know yes yes pinkies up only pinkies up boat who um our single yacht (laughs) (laughs) the first time I even ever dated someone I've only had one boyfriend in my life um, mm-hmm. only dated one person in my life, and that was the summer of 2020 uh, during the pandemic. Um, and that didn't last long because he was just like using me as like, you know, someone to get over his ex, mm-hmm. uh, his ex-girlfriend and his ex-boyfriend. So, um, yeah. And, and, you know, but even before that, um, like, I'm now 25 and the first time I even got in a relationship was 23 and a half and it's mm-hmm. only been one never been anything after or anything before and it's just like you know when we're seeing on TV and on the media and on social media like everything it seems like like everyone's in a relationship you know whether it's just looks good on the outside or you know or yeah is it actually good? Because, you know, people can romanticize things. It's social media, you know, just the highlight mm-hmm. reels. And a lot of goes on behind the smile. However, yeah. still, like, even me, like, knowing, like, still, like, it might not be as happy as it seems. Or it just might. It still doesn't help. Like, I'm, it's still internalized. Yeah, and like it sucks that you're... It. Yeah, and it sucks that your first boyfriend, like, it it wasn't really the love that we all want. Right. You know? Right. And so then again, it goes back to like, will that love ever happen? I remember yeah. I used to listen to like love songs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like this one song called speechless yeah. by Dan and Shay. And you like listen to that song. And it's about this like guy, like admiring his like girl walking down with like her wedding dress. And he's just like 
in awe. And I was like, this is not realistic. Like, right. this is even never like, is this real? Like, do you guys actually? And so it, it's almost like I it was too good to be true. And like if it did, like good for you. But it just seemed like a fairy tale. It just wasn't really attainable. Yeah. Seems like um, such a foreign concept. Like so yeah. far from yeah, so far from like our truth. That's exactly like what mm-hmm. it feels like. That is, yeah. It's hard not to get pessimistic about it. People are like, oh, you guys are young. You're you're I know. But I think it's just like when you've lived your entire life not knowing any better, you can't imagine it getting better. You just that pessimistic mindset can kick in. Right. Exactly. And it's just like what yeah, you know, and it's you know, I would say like I would argue this that sometimes maybe it could be pessimistic, but maybe it's not maybe it's just honest like the honest reality is we haven't had this before and it's just like for example like i mean like you just said you know we've been told in the past oh but you're so young you know and now a year later i i'm like well did i get younger nope (laughs) so it's kind of (laughs) like i know i'm so young but like i can only be young for so long you know and yeah it definitely years go by your hope like slowly slowly dims yeah exactly and it's just like i'm i've only heard this from people who you know have experienced relationships before it's Mm -hmm. it's like i always hear it from people who are either in a relationship or have experienced many relationships they're like you know oh you're young you know but it's like they have that security that that look of this is what it looks like to you mm-hmm. know have someone it it provides us it internalizes for them a sense of hope you know yeah. um that mm-hmm. it does exist so they have something to look forward to because they have had it but when you have not mm-hmm. had it before it's like what do you look forward to all we have to lean on is what's shown on the media and the highlight reels mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. with reality tv and stuff like that and in like talk shows, we're hearing a lot about, you know, this relationship ended badly and this, this, and this, you know, and it's just like, I have no other framework other than, I don't have experiential framework necessarily. Is that what Mm -hmm. you're saying as well? Cause. I think I do. Uh, My parents like had a healthy marriage that I looked up to and I do have friends who are in really good healthy relationships that like love no, each I mean, other like like just in person like like we've oh, never like like experienced never, it yeah like firsthand, uh, firsthand. yeah yeah I've okay so I haven't experienced it firsthand until this past summer okay that was the first time that like a guy has ever like it's the closest to someone loving me that I've like ever known. Right. It didn't work out because of like religious differences and different values, right. things like that. But the yeah. way that he loved me, I looked back on the love songs that I like was skeptical about before. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. like I can see that being real now. Like, I think he gave me a glimpse into how like yeah. this love does exist. Right. Like I didn't know it really existed until this summer happened and so I feel like I did walk away from that being like okay like this love is out there right um I have experienced it there are people who love this way 
But I think, again, that mentality will still be there of like, will I ever find love? Because then you think, will I ever find this again? Right. Yes. Like it took 25 years for me to experience love and being loved. Right. Will it take another 25 years for this to happen again? You know, like it's kind of like that fear of like, yeah, again, it's a scary, it's a scarcity mindset. It's honestly a scarcity mindset. And that's honestly what drives a lot of people to settle down is the fear of like, Brian. not finding something again or not finding something better or right. things like right exactly and that's that's another thing that you know you mentioned you mentioned the word mutual and then you mentioned as well like you know religious differences and value sets you know mm-hmm. that's the thing like for me for me what a like a an ideal uh boyfriend um well i date for marriage. I don't just date for a fling. That's just not me. No, right. Yeah. No judgment to people that, you know, it's just, that's just not me. You know, I just, I just can't handle the heartbreak. Like we, if you, the honest truth is you get married or you break up. So, right. Right. Yeah. Well, I did. I just can't handle heartbreak. And I like what you said about, you know, like the values and stuff like that. Like I, for me, like love okay like and my what my values align within that word or whatever like that concept of love is you know like I'm not the type of person where like it's not I know the difference and I need him to know the difference between love and lust and how love Mm. is going to have to be the foundation not hook up like yeah take sex away from a quote-unquote committed relationship take it away for two three months and just genuinely get to know the person i wonder if a relationship would still a lot of these relationships would still last and Mm -hmm. like also like i need my man to know that you know respect my boundaries respect me respect my values you know like this is my faith background this is why you know um this is this is just why I choose to see it like this. These are, you know, my values, you know, and you're not a bad person. It's just, if you can't respect that or wait on that or love me enough to genuinely just get to know my heart, then I'm, I'm sorry, you know, this Mm -hmm. isn't going to work. And that's the reason what made me say yes to um, my ex asking me out is because he appreciated and he valued that I don't just give my body to anybody. Yeah. You know, he valued that I was a virgin, you know, like he valued that. Um, and he didn't force or pressure or anything. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't know. That's kind of what like I think of when you had mentioned, you know, values and, you know, like the religious differences, you know, and it can just be any difference that is just super duper you know, important and core to someone's values, you know. Like your non-negotiables, essentially. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like um, I was reading something today on Instagram, love it, um, of where it was talking about, like, relationships and, you know, a lot of people don't know the difference between, you know, uh, lust and love. Like, mm-hmm. they're just rooted in, um, like, if sex is the foundation, 
then it yeah. might not last long. Or you know how we don't really wait to get to know the person just in general. We move too mm -hmm. fast and how we're too busy trying to compare um, and we're too busy, you know, wanting to post just the cutest picture on Instagram. Uh, that's me. Like, I yeah. realized like a huge want for me. And mm -hmm. this is something I just like admitted to myself um, all these years was I just want the cute picture on Instagram. Mm. You know, and it's just like, yeah. yeah. And so that post really, it really, seeing that post today really, um, I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's funny yeah. because I'm recording an episode with Callie today and we're going to be talking yeah. a little bit about this. So <laughs> yeah, the emotional connection in the French is very important to you. Yeah. Sorry if I'm looking off to the side. I'm like sitting in front, like I'm in a study room, but I'm sitting in front of the elevator. Yeah. No, you're so good. If I look off, I'm not rolling my eyes, I swear. Yeah, no. There's probably I didn't a couple that. of cute guys coming out the elevator. That's exactly what it is. And I just <laughs> had to look because what's wrong with me. But yeah, Queen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, and it it's hard for, at least from my experience, it seems hard for folks who don't know what it's like to be single for years and years and years and years and years to, this just from my experience, to, you know, understand you know this fear of never finding it again like it goes at least for me it goes like my fear goes beyond um just will i ever like marry the right one like mine just goes to will i even date the right one like will i even find this to even be concerned about a marriage eventually. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like baby steps, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I tell my friends sometimes too, you know how, when you were little, like when you were in middle school or high school and you think about marriage, you're like, Oh, that's for grownups. That's for when I grow up, I'll get right. married. I, I still have that same mindset. When I think of marriage, I'm like, Oh, when I grow up, I will get married, right. but I am, grown up. you know, like people, right. my age in Texas, have houses and are married yeah. with their like second child and it's crazy like we are here and I still feel very very far from marriage again because it just goes back to how you you just can't even imagine it like I right. can't even imagine marriage when I can barely even imagine having a boyfriend like right. an exactly like that's like I've never been in one and it's just so foreign to me yeah it's hard for me to like even imagine. I think it's a little easier for me to imagine after the summer, but still it was just a summer. It was very, right. very short yeah, and we true. never actually dated or anything. And so right. it's still very lack of experience. Right. There. Right. Right. 1000%. I completely agree. Um, I completely agree. And you know, this is, it's kind of like stigmatized. I feel like to say, I need or I want someone, you know, like, this is the thing. Our bodies are not equipped to be as to live in such a modern society. We still have mm -hmm. our innate instincts that go back before, you know, we had technology and things like this. Like, this is how humans survive 
is on a huge a huge factor of why humans survive is because that um, want for romantic connection that is instinct it's instinct to want to you know grow you know um, within multitude does that mm -hmm. make sense like yeah. we're not just meant to grow with ourselves like and like when people talk about self-love you know oh you just gotta love yourself you know self-love isn't the answer to everything you know it's like just because you love yourself doesn't mean you can't also want you know yes. a significant other because self-love is different but someone else from the outside loving you that's also different you know and it's like it's both important, you know? Yeah. That's why I like that statement of you got to love yourself before you can love someone else. I I agree with that to an extent. I just don't think that that's everyone's story. Just because, you know, just like we can be taught how to love by our parents, you know, we can be taught how to hate ourselves by others and by our parents. So why can't someone teach us how to love ourselves? You know, I, so it's mm -hmm. it's kind of very tricky, um, yeah. I feel like. But I do agree with that statement. But anyways, like, it is normal for someone to, for us humans to crave that romantic connection. That's what we need. That's why, that's mm -hmm. how we multiplied. That's how we survived. Yeah. We couldn't do it on our own. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. with wanting a relationship wanting and like you said like it's innate in us and I want to say it's not even innate to want a romantic connection I think the uh, one of the deepest drives even behind the desire for a romantic connection is just a connection I think mm. we just want to feel connected to people something that is attractive about a romantic partner is that that person is consistent in your life and that person is like your best friend I supposedly right. Right. so I think for me, like you, you mentioned how you, one of the reasons why you would like a significant other is so you can kind of post cute photos on Instagram and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for me, like I just, I want it for the company or I want it to relate to my other friends. I do too. I just admit, I admit that by, that was something that I had to like be self-aware and check myself. Yeah. Like, you know, no, yeah. what is it? It's not the reason. It's a, like one, a cute thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want that to be my only reason like I need it to not be yeah what I need is like a person who respects my values mm -hmm. respects this respect that that's what that's what I meant by that is that yeah for a and long I didn't time think I it was that. like your only reason it's definitely a, it's it's nice it's nice to have cute things to post yeah but yeah for for I think it's for me mm -hmm. like I've I'm a huge extrovert love friendship the mm -hmm. downside of friendship in a non-romantic sense is that people come and go that's something you learn as you grow yeah. right um okay. friendships will change especially when your friends get significant others yeah. like the moment they you just you just know the friendship's changing like they have left you're no longer a priority like that's just the reality of it it makes sense like your significant other is your priority who are you gonna spend time with on weekends because you worked all week your significant yeah. other, like whose family are you going to hang out with your significant other? Right. So they just, your priority is just less in other people's lives. And yeah. they honestly, the truth is, and the reality is, is that people just have less time for you. And right. your friendship is, it's not that you're not friends anymore. It's just different. And something that's right. nice about having a boyfriend is that they're your best friends and they're 
and you're, you guys are each other's priorities. Right. And even if you move somewhere else, like that person isn't leaving, that person's there to stay, right. especially if you're in marriage, you know, like whatever life change you go through, whatever area you move to, whatever job you leave, like that person is not leaving. That person is staying and going through it with you. Whereas other right. friends, they, when you move, like you grow a little bit distant because there's distance, yeah. like little distance. Or when you leave a job, like you just don't see your coworkers as much or, when they have kids and they get married, they have a family to take care of. They can't be there for you as much. So I think, I feel like our innate desire, one of the root things is our desire for connection with people. And what's attractive about romantic connection is being someone's priority and the consistency yeah, of the stability, having the a best friend, someone who yeah. cares. I remember like one summer I was like in the town by myself for a rotation and just lonely not really having any friends there and all my friends were long distance mm-hmm. and people have their own lives like they're they're busy with their own stresses and struggles I don't expect them to like ask how are you doing or whatever but I knew that my girlfriends had boyfriends who asked them how their day was yeah and how are you doing things like that and it's just nice to have that like and nice it's not nice to, to feel prioritized in. Mm-hmm. and be like how was your day how was your day yeah. you get to tell someone like this was rough about my day this was great about my day and things like that and the sometimes it's just with other friends like you you want to be mindful of people's times people's right. energy right not take it all up and so you can't there's yeah, there's it's just a lot hard of, like, to navigate that feeling someone like feeling someone's burden versus not and with a boyfriend it's kind of like this is kind of what's expected a yeah. little bit it's yeah. just we check in with each other, things like that. Right. And like you said, like, I, I just know that the friendship's about to change when they get a significant other. Like, 100%. Yeah. Just... They say it won't change, it changes. <laughs> right, right. And I will tell you, you know, like, over the years, I've lost, you know, some good, good friends, some great friends. Um, because, you know, their significant other, I was just no longer a priority, you know, and it's like, are you a burden for, you know, trying to reach out for communicating with them that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to like navigate that. Cause I'm, it's hard. It's, it's confusing. I would say like for me, because I've been hurt by that so many times that when, or if I get a good man, okay. When, if, or when I get a good man, like I'm going to, I, I like to say that I'm going to also prioritize my friends as well um, because they were there before. And let's say if things don't work out with that, with that guy, um, I don't want to just ghost my friends and then all of a sudden pop up four months later. Hey, you know, I feel like that's not necessarily fair to them. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, that's just me. That's just kind of like what I envision. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. pretty sure it's easier said than done, but what do I know? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. that yeah. relationship that I was in only lasted two and a half weeks. And it was, it, it no, it, I would say it's not a relationship. <laughs> it was, I would say it's not a relationship. He wanted to just rush things and I felt pressured. So I was like, sure. But um, yeah, no, but that's just the thing. Like, I'm like, my friends are there before the good ones like good friends are there before 
you know, they're going to be there after. Because what if it does not work out with that person? You know what I mean? I give all this time and space and completely forget my friends, you know, and it's like, oh, a year later, the relationship, let's say it doesn't work out. And I'm just like, well, I have nobody. And my friends, they don't like they wouldn't have to accept me back in their lives. They would have every reason not to, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Yeah. that's kind of like my fear. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, I'm going to like, and he, he's going to have to know I'm going to prioritize my friends as well, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause at the end of the day, this, it, I, it's not like I have a ring on that finger, you know, yeah. I mean? he could leave any moment. Yeah. And it's not like they, and some, sometimes it's not like they, per, like it's right. Poor, it's not that they like actually left you, but it's also more just like you, I feel like when you're an adult, a lot of it is friendships with people who are in similar life stages as you. Mm. and you just simply have less to relate to when they are entering into a different life stage than you are and they can't talk to you about what they're going through and they don't necessarily like I feel like sometimes when people have been in a relationship for so long they forget how it was like to be single so they Mm. don't necessarily relate to you as much as you navigate especially the dating world is constantly changing every year I feel like people who haven't been in it for a long time like don't really understand like how it's like right. to be dating in 2022 very soon 2023 yeah. um so it's just a matter of like they may be there for you but you, there's just relating to each other is just different and a little harder yeah. um and I feel like the hardest seasons that I've struggled with with singleness mm-hmm. is whenever I've felt like one of the few single friends or like when all my friends are dating and they're going on double dates together or right. all they're all with their significant others on the weekend. Have you ever been a third wheel? Like, um, I have been third wheel many times. I've been many times. times. Sometimes I don't mind. It really just depends on the couple. Like if right. they're PDA and super coupley, then I don't want to do it. But some of them are like, I just feel like I'm hanging out with two friends. Right. I just happen to be dating. And those are great. So right. I don't, I really don't mind. It's yeah, it's dependent on the couple. But I think when you see it all around you and you feel lonely in life stage, I've had seasons where like I've just wanted a boyfriend just to join my friends. Right. Like just to yeah. connect with my friends. Not necessarily actually for the relationship itself, but then there are seasons where I've loved being single. Like yes. it just no pressure to find a relationship. I'm chilling. I'm thriving. And it's because I have a lot of other single friends who are who were just having fun together. We're doing things together. And then when they all get boyfriends, then I'm like back to man. Right. It would be nice to find them. Like now I gotta yeah. go find more single friends. And it's just that pattern of I think just wanting to belong to a group. Oh, or there goes that somebody. topic word belonging. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like you just want to, Golly. you don't want to feel like you're left behind. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though you're not left behind, you're, you're just, you're going to, I remember when all my friends were getting married and settling down yeah. in Texas buying a house. And then I still have not been dating or had a relationship, but I have moved out of Texas and I'm, in this new field and meeting new people living in California. It's not that we're getting left behind. We're just doing different things and we're right. moving on in different ways. 
Mm. I like I like that you said that I needed to hear that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because there's a couple friendships that I'm like still hurt by because I'm like, you know, if they didn't have that significant other, you know, we, but I needed to hear that, you know. Yeah, um, it's like you're moving to the blue square and they're moving to the pink square. It's not necessarily yeah. they're moving to step one and you're moving to right. step two or yeah, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it kind of like, I don't know if you feel like this, but for me, like going so long with like, you know, not having that relationship, yada, 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 you know, um, it makes me feel like, and I don't mean like that relationship, like as, oh, a specific person, no, just like relationship, like romantic relationship, like it makes me feel like maybe there's something wrong with me. Like, a oh, lot, 100%. 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah. What are my biggest insecurities that will come back up occasionally once in a while is like whether I'm even attractive to men. Right. Like, I think when you've never known a guy for like 20 plus years, like when you've never known a guy that's been attracted to you or has a crush on you, you start to wonder like, do they find me attractive? And I, and girls will tell me all the time, you're so pretty, like you're so hot, you're so cute. But I'm like, I feel like I'm the pretty to girls, but I'm not the pretty to guys. Right. You know how I feel like guys and girls might see things differently? Like, I feel like I'm attractive. I'm like girl attractive, but I'm not the attractive that guys look for. Right. And so I I don't feel attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel, yeah, it's just, it's one of those insecurities where, and it, it sucks that like, there are times when my, my friends will, over and over again tell me like oh you're mm. pretty you're pretty you're beautiful but it's hard for me to believe it because it's coming from a girl and for some reason I just need to hear it coming from a guy that mm-hmm. I'm pretty because so, yeah I just I wonder like am I attracted to them right. but yeah that's definitely a um an insecurity that I think I have to like battle with on and off. Um, right I, I, yes that. on and off same yes <laughs> literally I mean I'm tracking with you 100 percent 1000 percent um yeah you know you know and this is something that's just been like recent in my life okay i don't want to say recent it's just basically been more annoying and it's Mm -hmm. just coming to the forefront um but so what it is is like for a while i thought i was ugly i was like yeah no and then you know i started glowing up you know, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, and I've always had girls tell me that I'm attractive and I'm like, thanks queen. You know, like, you know, girls got to lift each other up. Yeah. <laughs> the queens. Yes. And so, but men, you know, like I became attractive to them. However, it's kind of like I was an object and mm. You know, I'm like, at first I always like thought associated that was like, okay, I'm, I'm beautiful. I'm attractive. I'm handsome only because, you know, like if someone's sexually into you, that must mean that you're like attractive and stuff like that, you know? And, and that's the thing about like attraction that is defined based off of the eye of the beholder. Like I know 
mm-hmm. um, or what society is telling us. Because like in yeah. our society, there's a different type of attractive body shape than it is in Europe or, you know, in other cultures mm-hmm. and countries, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like way back then, it was not attractive if you were thin. It was a sign of uh, it was a sign of low income, poor, mm-hmm. you know, if you were bigger, you know, that was attractive. It was also a sign of wealth that, you know, you had a lot of food to eat. And that's interesting. You know, um, I forgot where the hell I was going with this. But the point is, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, are we attractive? Like, that's mm-hmm. that. I'm like, that must be the reason why, you know, I don't have a good man because, like, I'm just not good enough or something's something is just wrong with me. And once I, quote unquote, fix that or dress up a certain way, it's like, oh, no, it's still an object. So maybe I got to try something else. Like, what do I long story short is. I truly think, and I've seen this, I feel like God, the universe, the higher power, you know, whatever folks want to define. Um, for me, it's God. I feel like he um, has been protecting me a lot. Like the mm-hmm. rejections or the objectifications were just redirections. Um, yes, 100%. Yeah, because I look back and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm so glad that I'm so glad, you know, I was head over heels for that person, you know, um, but I'm like, oh, nope, they would have definitely torn me apart, you know, and it's just like, maybe God was seeing something ahead of the Mm -hmm. road that I could not see at first, Mm -hmm. you know, like two miles down the way, he's all like, there's a wreck. There's a huge wreck. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and he, yeah. he showed me that with my ex. He's all like, that's a huge wreck, 18-wheeler, spaceship, all of it. But I chose to keep going. I chose to keep going. Yeah, you did. I did. I had to, but you know what? He he you know what? For the longest, I did not feel like I was loved by God. My ex is the reason why it, he kickstarted that. So that's what I like. Um that God never let something happen to me without um, at least bringing some type of good or learned lesson out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this cliche because I'm not the type of person of faith who just speaks Christianese or just, oh, God is going to know. Like, I'm very honest with God. Like, there are so many times where I told God, I was like, I don't care what the Bible says. I don't think you're good. Like, you're allowing this to happen in my life? What the hell? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you, God? Like, this is why people yeah. don't believe in you. Like, I do, like, I get really yeah. honest with him. So, like, when I'm saying this, I, like, mm-hmm. really mean, like, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, just talking with you about it, it's just bringing up yeah. my gratitude for mm-hmm. the rejections. Now, not all okay. of them, though. Some of them, I'm just like, that, it's just been, like, three guys, three guys in my life. Mm-hmm. that I've, you know, 
that I genuinely saw something and that they and they also respected my morals, my values. You know what I mean? Now, I yeah. had like trillions of guys who just wanted one thing or they mm-hmm. wanted a relationship, but I have to like give them one thing ASAP. And I told yeah. them no, no. So they left. Mm-hmm. And but but yeah, there's like three, maybe four. I feel like I'm missing someone, but there's four guys and I'm just like, God, I until the day that you show me that they were like horrible for me or in, in, or unless you bring me a reason, uh, a good man in my life that makes me see, okay, it was worth it to go through all that stress. I'm not going to give him but things. You still don't understand like why did it have to happen? Like why exactly. did it have to end? Like exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel 100% with yeah. like um, the person from the summer go- going back to the unattractive part I think yes I think uh, with time I've I would say and I know that I am attractive in my own way like I have my own beauty I think sometimes I just feel like I'm just not what people are looking for yeah they just don't see it they just don't see the beauty because they're looking for something else whether it's a different kind of Asian look or Mm. it's a whole different ethnicity or a whole different personality I think sometimes like people people have their types like that's just the way it is um and I don't blame them for that because I have my types too and I just think that I'm just not their type right I I feel like I'm an Asian who doesn't necessarily fit in the typical categories of like different kinds of Asians like I feel like I'm a I'm like in the in-between and so a lot of times mm-hmm. it's just like I'm just not what people are attracted to and what people mm-hmm. look for um, but that doesn't make me unattractive. Like I just have to find the person that like sees my mm-hmm. beauty and sees who I am and sees me. Right. And that did happen in the summer. And it was, yeah, like it was a bummer that like he was an atheist and I was Christian. It's just right. two very vastly different like core beliefs. Right. And it's one of those things where it's like, I can logically like emotionally, it's just like, I can see this working out. Like why, like, why can't mm-hmm. it work out? Like the frustration with God and the bitterness towards God of like, it's so good. And I waited so long for this. Like, why did you take it away? And right. why do I have to be the one to push right. it away? Because he was down to try, but I, it's just kind of like logically explaining it, like of what kind of marriage I want versus what kind of marriage he would want. Like, it's just so different. And I just right. knew like the difference in faith would eventually drive us apart. Right. And so it's kind of like, it's just better to not hurt each other in that right. way in the future. So it's like, logically it all makes sense. It's all there, but emotionally you're very frustrated at God of like, exactly. I could have lived without this heartbreak. Um, but that's something that I'm learning actually this season, especially Thanksgiving that just passed to be, mm-hmm. to be thankful for heartbreak. I think mm-hmm. as hard as it is afterwards, like I will always be thankful for experiencing that, like experiencing right. what it's like part. love sure. and be loved. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. like for to for someone to sh- like now I know like what I deserve and what I want yeah. and what I value. And again, like I I've never experienced this before. And I'm thankful that I got to experience it yeah. at least once in my life. Like yeah, what it's like to be loved and what it's like to right. love. And it's a very it's a as hard and heartbreaking as it is in the end like that in itself is very beautiful right I think before it and yeah a lot of times it's it's hard to believe god is good a lot of times it's just the logic behind it all of like right. hey 
it says God is good. God, you are good. I don't see it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't even know if it's going to happen again. Or like, what right. even was the purpose or point of this? But yeah. I mean, isn't, isn't that what faith is? Is like right, right. when you believe and trust, when you, even when you don't see, when you don't understand. And I think as hard as singleness has been the past 25 years, and as much as like sometimes I fear like, will I ever get married or will I ever find someone? Ultimately, there is a peace in me because I know that I am who I am today yeah. because of the experiences I've gone through or the lack of experiences that I've gone through. I think mm, I am, I do feel like I'm a relatively healthy place mm-hmm. because I didn't have all this toxic relationships and things I worked through and that is a blessing in itself and Hmm. I think that I got to work through these sort of insecurities I got to I spent I got so much time to be comfortable with myself and like by myself whereas there's people who like have been back-to-back relationships and they don't know how to be by themselves they don't know who they are and like or they're like not truly even really yeah he's really forced me to figure out who I am and I've been able no one has like, I've been able to live my dream of, you know, moving to a different city and like meeting different people. Like I'm, this is what I wanted. I'm here and I am who I am because of that. And so at the end of the day, I got this piece that I'm on God's best path for me and people who my friends who are in relationships and who are married or who have kids, like that is their best. Yeah for them, but that is not God's best for me. And I only right. know so much. Ultimately, God knows what does for me. And I yeah. and I do hope and I pray that he lets me see right. how, you know, like how certain experiences or certain things like right. I feel like unnecessary yeah. played a part in it. Um, but yeah, and I also, with being single for so long, I've really been able to find purpose in who I am yeah on my own like I feel like one great thing that's come out of the fear of will I ever find love is you kind of prep for not ever finding love right and so when I I grew up and I like thought you know like I it's hard for me to ever imagine being in relationships hard for me to ever imagine finding love and someone to love me it's probably never gonna happen I'm probably never gonna get married I will never be in a relationship but yeah, if that happens, yeah. like, who am I? Right. You know, like, if I do never get married, if I do never find love, like, who am I? Like, right. by myself. And I think that with that question being in the back of my mind all these years, like, it's really made me figure out, like, who is Callie's son on her own? Like, if she did never get married, like, does she still have purpose in her life? Like, 100%. Like, are you? I, I am, like, I think that, like, we are here in this world still because God has a purpose for us to still live out. So if I am not married and I am 40 years old, like, I am, I still have purpose here to yes. complete on my own. Right. And that is who I, like, that is my mission. That is my identity. And it's yeah. not whether I'm married or not. And right. for me, like, I've like, I've really been able to like learn and process that of like, I, what is God's mission for me? What do I want to do with my life? Like, what do I want to achieve? And I'm at a point where if I get married, that's great. And we can 
work out a life together. But if I'm not married as well, that's okay either, because I know I'm still going to do great things for the Lord on my own. And I still have a purpose and a goal in life. And that's awesome. You know, that was a word of encouragement um, for me. I've been thinking that lately. However, I'm just really inspired to hear someone else say that, literally. Um, Also, you know, um, also lately and in the times where the seasons of like, oh, I'm glad I'm single, you know, like what? Like, Mm -hmm. I got this, you know. um, But even now, I'm just like, honestly, God has made me a bad bitch. I'm just like independent. Like I got like, yeah, you know, like I got my ish together. Like I can, like if a man does come along and then he leaves, I will be okay because I will already be established. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just like, I'm not going to need him to add on, like he can leave and the rent will still get paid pretty much. Like, you know, like, Though it's nice to have that add-on of comfort, but like God has been showing me, he's like, Josias, you a bad bitch. I made you to be a bad bitch. You are are a valuable human being and child of God, like on your own. Like you do not need a partner to complete complete you. Like you, you are worthy, you're valuable, and you are going to be an amazing tool used by God. Yeah whether you are dating or not dating yeah yeah like there is per- and like again like if i just and sometimes it's, it's hard for the heart to feel it but in my mind i i always know that this is where i'm meant to be so right if not having know. a boyfriend 25 years was what was meant to be then like that that's why it happened and if right. i still don't have a boyfriend right now then that's also meant to be and I I'm just better alone right now yeah like this is where he wants me this is where he will use me the most this is where I want my purpose here that's the thing also like it what it's doing I know we're running out of time um and I want to be respectful of your time queen is that okay are are you good good good. on time yeah I'm good on time okay cool as long as you're good yes Mm -hmm. you know I will say this, like it has been developing my appreciation for if there is a good man coming in my life, God has been developing a huge appreciation. Like I will take care of that man. Like, like I will, I'm not, I'm gonna be loyal. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. We're going to be interdependent, you know, like, um, I got his back, you know, I want to, pray for him I want to pray with him like Mm -hmm. I will take care of his heart you know because I'm so appreciative that you know I don't want to do you know I don't want to cheat or do anything like that to destroy what I've waited so long for um because I feel like if I waited this long and he does come he's gonna it's not gonna be something casual yeah I feel like there's just something greater brewing um so yeah like i mean i have a lot of people tell me that i am wifey material for a good man but mm-hmm. i am father material for children and i was like that's perfect <laughs> i was like that is perfect versatile yeah. versatile man per- oh no don't say that 
That's an inappropriate. Oh, <laughs> like you can say that, but it's just, it's sorry. I'm sorry. Your mind went there. Mine didn't. Oh, <laughs> you're calling me out. <laughs> oh my God. I was just kidding. I wasn't just kidding, by the way, y'all. I, my insecurity is I don't want people to think that, like, because I'm gay, like I slept around. Like, no, I have not. Oh, no. And I don't, I don't, I don't no, ever. I know you don't. I, I just, yeah. I feel like males have assumed that about me. You know what I mean? Um, they get shocked when I tell them, uh, actually, no. <laughs> so um, that's yeah. why I'm saying it. Because I know there's there's men listening. I don't want them to. I don't have this problem with women. Women just, sorry, let me not dig on men. I'm working on it, guys. We're working on my body. You're figuring it out, yeah. I, but yeah, it's just exactly. what you've come across. The majority of what you've come across. Callie's just speaking wisdom all day today. All day today. <laughs> Callie, well, with that being said, I want to thank you so, literally from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to be honest. I'm getting a little emotional. I'm not Aww. even going to lie. Like, seriously, I just. Oh, Aww. you can reach <laughs> out to me whenever you feel sad about singleness. I'll hype you up. You've just been so vulnerable and so inspiring and so impactful. Like, seriously, thank you so much. Like, you know, this platform, it's for healing others. And I often forget, you know, until an episode's recording that, you know, I'm also getting healed. So <laughs> not just thank you for others. Thank you for also helping heal me. Seriously. Thank yeah. you so much, Queen. You are not alone. Yes. Love that. That was actually the original name for the podcast before season one, but then it got, I changed it, but it was going to be, you were not alone. So that's pretty cool. That can be the motto. The motto of your podcast is you're not alone. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. There you go. But, Mm -hmm. um, well, is there anything you want to say to our listeners on our podcast? This is your episode, Callie. Is there anything you want to say before we dip out? Um, probably I feel like no one can ever promise anyone that they will ever find love, but you know, if you, if that's an insecurity of yours, again, you are not alone. And whether you find love or not, like you, you are meaningful. Yeah. You have a purpose mm. here and you are more than what you probably think you are. Yes. That's beautiful. You're right where you need to be. Queen Callie. Well, with that being said, folks, if no one has told you today that they love you, please allow me to be the first. I love you and I life you and I send you with grace, beauty and prosper prosperity. My tongue got Mm -hmm. twisted. Um, You have overcome 100% of your bad days. Why? Because you are still here. You are still breathing. Yes. The best that you can do today is just get out of bed. You did it. All that you need. Exactly. We're proud of you. We're so proud of you. And with that being said, folks, I will see y'all next episode for episode four. We'll be talking about the path necessary to heal the mindset and relationship with oneself and new mindset for seeking romantic relationships with Dr. Tabari. Oh, yes. So with that being said, folks, this has been another episode of Vulnerability Time from your guests and hosts, Cass, Callie, and Trenton. Oh, nope. Josias is my new legal name.
Mm-hmm. See y'all next week. Cal- Cal- Callie, you stay on. I'm just gonna. Okay, okay. Okay, let's see. Make sure I do this correctly. Oh, they can still hear me. This is funny. But this is on the time. I'm not gonna edit it. Hey there. If you liked this episode, go ahead and buy my book on Amazon. What the book is called, type it on Amazon. It is spoken by Trenton Epizon. Epizon is spelled E-P-I-Z-O-N. I really would appreciate the support. Give it a review. Give it a buy. Give it a try. And I promise you, you will not be upset at it. It is a poetry book. It is a very easy, quick read. And it definitely um, will give you some healing and some insight and some wisdom um, on abuse, mental health, recovery, um, the tragedy to triumph. You will love it. Give it a buy. Give it a try. And recommend the book and this episode with others. Go ahead and give this episode, I mean this podcast, a follow and share it with others. You could be the reason that someone is alive tomorrow because you decided to share this episode today. This podcast is about saving lives, healing ourselves and others, and encouraging others and ourselves as well. Thank y'all so much for the support. Love y'all. I life y'all. I will see y'all next episode. You are valuable. You are beautiful. You are still on this earth because you have the strength. Thank you. Bye, folks.